You're listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Yeah, I don't think we will end a rivalry. I, I that that part, yes, but a Big Twelve rivalry for sure. Um, you know, I don't think there's, I don't think Vic has has skirted playing good competition in the non-conference, and neither have we. So, whether it's next year or in the future, I, I don't think it's the last time you'll see Baylor and Texas play one another. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. That's Nikki Collin, who hopes to continue the rivalry, the uh, series with the University of Texas, even when the Longhorns leave for the SEC. They'll meet tonight for the final time in the regular season, at least as Big 12 rivals. Let's talk about all of that as we welcome in our good friend Bryce Cherry, sports editor of the Waco Tribune Herald. And Bryce, he appreciates your time today. How, how are things? Demo doing well. I uh, played a little pickup basketball today. With oh. my local media friend. Oh, okay. How was your shot today? It was. It was okay. <laughs> it was okay. We held the court for a long time. So it was good. <laughs> Did you really? And now is this self uh, self regulated? I mean, you don't have officials there, right? You call your own fouls. Yeah, call your own fouls. All right, and and everything's okay, and everybody left uh, friends. He's bleeding, and everybody's. Uh, uh, nobody suffered any major injuries, so we're, <laughs> we're all good. Thank the Lord for all of that. That's great. Well, that'll get you tuned up to uh, watch a really good matchup tonight, right, at Foster Pavilion, 12th-ranked Texas and 13th-ranked Baylor. Yeah, Zach Smith and I will be there. Looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun, as you mentioned. Obviously, the last uh, regular season Big 12 meeting uh, for the Longhorns and the, the Bears. And, um you know, we'll we'll see. It sounds certainly sounds like uh, you know the series will continue beyond this season, and that's that's good. I like that. Um, you know, I, I think you want to a you want to first of all play good competition. It mm-hmm. makes you better. But uh, you know, if you can kind of keep rivalries intact, uh, you know, as much as possible, I, I just think that's a good thing. Um, you know, I wrote a column back in the, the football season when, when Baylor and Texas played and, and basically just said, look, you know, hate, hate the Longhorns if you want. I get it. That's your, your, your right as a, as a Baylor fan, you know, yeah. but, but uh, I'm going to miss them, you know, I mean, in terms of uh, just having that competition, that proximity, and just you know that history—that's the biggest thing. Is, sure. And and to me, once the Aggies left and Gary Blair's program left, um, I, I think you know in women's basketball, Texas and Baylor was was the best Big Twelve rivalry. Hmm. I mean, uh, but Baylor's kind of controlled it over the last dozen years, but they still had a lot of really good games. Yeah, and I hope it does continue. And and uh, you know, it may there may be a period where you know Texas is finding their sea legs in the SEC schedule wise, and Oklahoma the same thing. And so it might go away for for maybe a short period of time, and then hopefully come back. But I agree with you. There's so much history there, and it makes so much sense. You know, a hundred miles away. Um, so hopefully it, it does continue in in several sports. It'd be hard in football. 
But in other sports, you would hope that the uh, series does continue. Absolutely, and we've we've heard other coaches, like you said, uh, other sports that have talked about it as well. I, I certainly think Ryan McGuire and Baylor volleyball wants to keep it going. Uh, you know, we we know what where Texas volleyball ranks. Right. I mean, they're a machine. So, uh, and I could certainly see you know baseball, softball, maybe soccer, uh, all all of those sports kind of. Uh, continuing to do their thing now obviously it probably isn't going to happen in football for a while right those those schedules are are made well in advance but uh and you only have so many spots but um so that one i I suspect it'll maybe uh you know the 2030s before we ever (laughs) right do you think and this is a thought i just had do you think there's a different um, uh, thought process regarding maybe continuing series and other sports with Texas different than when A&M left, because I just, I feel like when A&M left, it was like, you're dead to me, you know, like we're not going to acknowledge you. We're not going to play you in anything, but it just seems like it's a little different now with the same thing happening, but at the university of Texas. Agreed. Uh, I, I completely agree. I think the acrimony, is less maybe maybe we've just all become desensitized to realignment (laughs) Uh, you know all these teams going here going there uh it probably uh you know took a little some of the sting away from when OU in Texas announced uh you know the the USC and UCLA news Mm -hmm, I mean mm -hmm. uh, you, you know you had everybody going everywhere and so um yeah, I do think that there's there's a little less acrimony. I know a lot of uh, people, uh, like you said about the Aggies, were kind of like you're dead to me. And I said the same thing about the Aggies as I as I said about the Longhorns. You know, uh, again, you know, if you want to um, hate them and, and really want to beat them because they're your biggest rival and, and that feud is intense, that's great. Uh, but I, I I still miss those guys too. Yeah. I mean, to me, uh, there's nothing like um, proximity hmm. uh, that uh, you know to add just a lot to a rivalry because you're you're just down the road. Um, you know, you're all recruiting the same kids from the same area. Uh, the fans can get there easily, so you've got you know your fans going to their place and their fans coming to your place and um, and then, like like you know, we acknowledged already the history and you know the, how long those uh, you know those rivalries have been around plays a big factor too. Yeah, very well said. Uh, so tonight, Baylor and Texas women, boy, Texas is is beaten up, aren't they? They're they're not going to be. Uh, it looks like nowhere near full strength tonight. Yeah, uh, it certainly does, and and um, you know that's unfortunate for Vic Schaefer's team. It's. You know, it's a long season, and the Big 12 is, uh, whether you're talking about men's basketball, women's basketball, it's just a grind. I mean, and uh, you're, you're going to, unfortunately, probably suffer some bumps and bruises along the way, and certainly the Longhorns have. Um, you know, Nikki Collins' team coming off of, a, a, you know, I think an important win uh, over Oklahoma State last time out. Uh, I just think they they kind of needed that to get you know to get back on track and um, so uh, yeah I mean Baylor's probably the favorite looking for a sweet playing at home but I mean you know uh, it's 
uh, the old proverbial cliche, toss out the, the records. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're only separated by a half game in the standings. Texas six and three in the league. Baylor is five and three. Uh, and matched up tonight, and and I think Coach Schaefer at UT has done a really good job. You know, you lose Rory Harmon, and uh, kind of have to retool things, and they've done well. They're six and three. They're nineteen and three overall. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, three of the the, the three losses all in Big Twelve play. Right. I think that's a testament to uh, just how tough this conference is. Uh, you know, again, like we said, both men's and women's basketball. It's uh, you know, you're going to have to be ready to go every, every yeah. time you step out there, no days off kind of thing. All right. Uh, so, yeah, the first time they played, six-point game, I expect another good game tonight. I think so, too. And it's going to be loud in there tonight, Bryce. Just be prepared for that. It's, uh, it's going to be a great environment, uh, which is what our coaches want, you know, at Foster Pavilion. So uh, I think I think we have gotten the environment – that our coaches hoped it would be already, even in the first season of Foster Pavilion. Yes, and uh, and you know that I like it loud. Too. I know that. Yes, I get that misconstrued. <laughs> right, uh, as many who uh, did not actually read my column did. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> but uh, no, I uh, fans should be loud. Uh, that's basketball, and if you don't like that. Don't go to the game. Uh, that said, my little comment, my my uh, column that I wrote a couple of weeks ago was just about, uh, you know, the amount of bass and the woofers and the, <laughs> the volume on some of the canned music. And, and actually, I, I think in recent games, they've kind of uh, solved that issue. Yeah. So I think uh, I think they listen to you. Not that they made the decision. Credit. No, I know, I know. But not that they made the decision solely on your column, but um, I, I think yeah, that was a voice, a strong voice, so I think they factored that in. Well, and really that's a lot of what I try to do is be the voice mm-hmm. for others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that was sort of the point behind the column was this wasn't just an opinion I had, but this was uh, what I was hearing from a lot of fans <laughs> sure. you know, uh, that were – uh, I, I had one anecdote in there where, you know, uh, a guy mentioned that his hat got blown off. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was rather uh, alarming, <laughs> you know, when it's vibrating that much in there. I mean, that's that's pretty intense. Yeah, exactly. Vox Populi, that's the term, right? Voice of mm-hmm. the people. So there you yeah, go. I like it. All I'm right. Latin. All right. Very good. My wife was a Latin minor. Oh, okay. That's all I know. I'm not trying to throw any more at you. So, women versus Texas tonight, that's a big game. And the men back home coming off a big road win in uh, Orlando, where, by the way, uh, Pat and I both made note of the fact that it was not that great of a home court advantage. It was a, it was a big crowd. It wasn't a complete sellout. But a lot of times it just wasn't that intimidating there in the, uh, what's it called, Edition Financial Arena last night. So, again, I think we have now – I mean, we see it a lot of places. We'll be in Lawrence uh, in a couple of weeks. But at home, it's been – it has become a really good home court advantage for Baylor men and women. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's awesome. It mm-hmm. really is. Crowd's packed in there. It's loud. They're right on top of you. Uh, you know, I think the, the students have really embraced it all. And, you know, you got to love whenever they – they're going nuts for the cupcakes and, you know, I mean, how could you not, you know, I mean, uh, free cupcakes. Exactly. 
Silos yeah. cupcakes. You know what they did yeah. last night? You know what they did in Orlando? They give the students palm leaves, like leaves yeah. off palm trees, and they wave those. I saw that on TV, and uh, <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty cool. Very uh, Florida-like, yeah. Yeah, and they mentioned that, uh, you know, it's not a, an easy uh, thing to look at while you're shooting. <laughs> right. I thought that was very, uh, very nice on their part. So where I was going was women tonight versus Texas. Men with a big game against Iowa State coming up in Foster Pavilion on Saturday evening at 7 o'clock. Iowa State is a half game out of first place in the league and playing as well as anybody in the conference. They've won three straight. Um, that'll be another knockdown drag out on the men's side, won't it? Absolutely. And, I, I mean, I think just as I said with the women, that Oklahoma State game being an important win, I think – you know, the UCF win last night for sure for the Bears, Scott Drew's team, uh, was was just, you know, essential, really. I mm-hmm. mean, they, uh, I think they just needed it from a confidence standpoint after losing, you know, three close games, just gut punches in a row, um, you know, to, to pull that one out on a night where, you know, uh, you weren't always playing great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought, uh, first half in particular, there was just some like uh, defensive lapses. You know, they were they were letting UCF kind of get uh, to the to the rim a little too easily. Um, and then, you know, as time went on, well, I thought I thought the zone was effective when they went to the zone. I thought that was a good move by Scott and his coaches. And then, uh, you know, I, I just thought down the stretch. Um, you know, Langston hit some big shots. Ray J made some big plays. And, and so, you know, they're, I think they learned from just some of the, you know, previous battles and uh, were able to pull one out. And, yeah, that sets them up well for, you know, uh, a, a tough, tough stretch coming up. Because, yeah. you know, after Iowa State, which that was going to be, an, like you said, a knockdown drag out, uh, you got three more ranked teams, you know, nipping at their heels. So. Yeah, yeah. Tech, Kansas, uh, Oklahoma, the next three after that. So yeah. that is wild. Welcome to the Big 12. <laughs> exactly. Well, great to visit with you. I appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the game this evening. And uh, this is fun to have this uh, national attention, you know, on the programs, men's and women's, national TV, ESPN tonight for that game. So this is a lot of fun. Thanks for your time. Absolutely, j Will right. I see you there? Uh, not tonight. I've got the coaches show from 6 to 7. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll retire after that. Yeah, you you made it to a trip to Orlando and back. I think it's you're, true. Uh, you, you are forgiven. I'll be tuned in for sure. Thanks, Bryce. Okay. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Jamo. All right, yeah. appreciate it, Bryce Cherry, the the, the uh, sports editor of the Waco Tribune Herald. Appreciate him, his perspective, his thoughts on uh, everything going on here.